So again, industry four is not an end state, nor is the theory assessment an end state. It's an, a tool for an ongoing process. Kiora, I'm Troy, here as CEO, and welcome to Stirring the Pot. Thanks for connecting. If you're new, here's what you can expect. We're going to be talking the tough stuff, the things that keep us metalheads up at night. There are many challenges facing our industry and equally many opinions on how we should tackle them. Stirring the Pot provides a facilitated forum to discuss and challenge these viewpoints. Let's get to the nuts and bolts of it. Today, we're talking with Holger Heinzel. Here is research and welding engineer who's committed to improving productivity through automation, robotics and industry four. Holger has recently qualified as a certified Siri assessor and is going to be chatting with us about how he can improve your business digital transformation journey. All right, Holger, we are obviously we know each other because we obviously spend our days uh, working around here at Hera and, and under the same roof. Um, but for those that don't know you, give us a, a bit of a rundown. Who are you and kind of what do you do for us uh, here at Hera? Hey, Greg. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, yes, let's go, go back. I studied mechanical engineering back in Stuttgart, graduated in 2005, and basically straight after came to New Zealand and started working at HERA. Um, been working on various projects along the way, and um, I think in 2018, I upskilled and became a welding engineer and have been working on various welding projects in the welding center since. And last year, I've become a certified Siri assessor. Siri is the Smart Index Readiness Index Assessment. Um, that is a Singaporean development of Industry 4 readiness. Wow. Okay, so it sounds like it's been quite the journey for you. Um, I guess before we get into the, I guess, the, the Siri assessment side of things, um, what... What does a what does a regular day look like for you? Because obviously, you know, we we have these job titles that are, you know, mean something to us, and we we kind of know a little bit about each, what it what each other does. But I, I guess I'm interested to paint a bit of a picture of what the the evolution of your role has been. You know, you've come in as a, a welding engineer, and you've gone on this upskilling journey. Um, you know, up until this this last qualification, what what's been your main focus? Well, the, the, the main focus has really shifted over the years. Um, as the projects came along, there was uh, starting with uh, metal forming was my first role, uh, performance of um, color steel or pre-painted materials for forming operations. Then we looked into corrosion of, of various metals in geothermal uh, environments with the agate project at the time. And now the focus has solely or really shifted on welding and industry four. So in then industry four, we look at how can these new developments be used or employed by our local fabricators um, to improve their daily uh, work. Yep. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm always a big fan of, um, you know, if there's, if there's concepts or ideas that can be a little not can not not necessarily contentious, but one where I guess sometimes language can be a little confusing. I think it's you know it might be important for us to I guess establish what what do we mean by industry four um, at Hera? Because I know um, 
if you go out into the world, there, there is some some nuance and some, you know, I guess it's a spectrum of understanding as to what it is and it isn't. Um, you know, from your perspective as an as an industry four engineer, what is it? Well, that's a, a really good question. Um, industry four has been been slapped on on many things, the four point zero especially. So it's it's a combination of um, discrete technologies like. Um, robotics or artificial intelligence, um, cloud computing, additive manufacturers. Um, but these things by themselves don't really describe Industry 4. Industry 4 really is the combination of various technologies um, and adding the digital aspects. So combining things, having data flow between um, various machines, various job functions, um, then you have got bigger key principles uh, like interoperability, um, where we allow machines to work together. Um, there is real-time capabilities that are added um, where we can have immediate insights into performance of a machine, performance of a, a workshop uh, overall. Um, and these quite often we have this new concept of Industry 4, but quite often it's just a, a continuous development from previous things. So we had robotics before, but now we have connected robotics. We have the ability to, in real time, see what the robot is, is doing, um, how much behind schedule they are. The robot is now able to talk to maybe the next machine or call in, in help. Um, we generate um, data, like we always generate data in the process, so we record the performance of a machine. Um, and then we have a dashboard where we can see uh, the performance in real time from somewhere else. Um, the next step would be that these machines become so-called self-aware. So first of all, uh, in the first place, they would call somebody and just say, hey, I've got a problem. In the next step, the machine will not only call the, the technician to say, I've got a problem, but it would already do a root cause analysis and say, hey, if you come, bring this tool because that's not working anymore. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite, quite the behemoth. It's, a, it's a, a, an all-encompassing kind of concept, this, I guess this connected environments idea where we're seeing these, uh, yeah, this, this heightened awareness of um, connectivity to the machines and kind of what's happening. I'm, I'm imagining that there's... I guess even in the time that you've been working with, you know, with Industry 4 or under the Industry 4 umbrella, I guess there's been probably a bit of a journey that you've gone on as you've uh, discovered more about the concept and the concept itself has kind of evolved and what have you. I'm just, I'm interested to, to you know, we obviously want to get to the um, the qualification that you've done and what that means, uh, not only for yourself, but for Hera, but what was what's sort of been the evolution of Industry Four over, say, this, the past three or four years? I'd imagine it would be um, quite a steep curve that we've been on. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and I think Industry Four is not an end state as such. So, as you said, it's always developing. Yeah, um, when we look at the assessment tool that has been developed, um, there is a highest ranking for various aspects. Um, but even that ranking is constantly developing. So new tools come along, um, then the self-awareness gets gets improved. Um, basically, what we try to do 
this industry four coming from manufacturing where we make a lot of things um, to one design as cheap as possible that is changing from we want to have a customer driven design and make this if possible in the in the just one of it uh, as cheap as possible as fast as possible um, and that's driving a a lot of the development where this um, added awareness of the machines help to reconfigure quickly and to adapt to changing uh, business environments. Yeah, that, that sort of that hyper customization and the fact that I, it's almost like uh, clients uh, with so much data being available about them and their wants and their needs and kind of the, the, the uses and what have you, they're demanding that um, that product can be molded around what those are and they're sort of trying to eliminate the um the barriers to to stopping that that customization of that end product rather than it being sort of that cookie cutter we keep doing like you say to, yeah absolutely to, to the when, same design yeah i mean if you look back at at the ford motor company when they made the first first cars in a, in a serious production you got one design you even got one color <laughs> now if you buy a new car you can choose um, not only the color but you can choose the radio system the type of tires basically every i'm not sure how many aspects you can customize to your individual wishes um, and that has certainly been um, yeah the, the stellar example of customization um, in, in the car industry where this has, has a radical shift from make one for everyone to uh, make one exactly as um, ordered by the customer. It's um it's a significant change in mindset, I'm sure for uh, for business owners that have you know sig you know significant amounts of uh, money and capital tied up in their you know their machining and then in their tooling to be able to deliver what you know whatever it is that they do. Um, can you walk us through? I guess maybe some of the the drivers or the thinking behind the need to go out and get yourself qualified as an assessor in, um, in, in the call that you did. And I guess what that ultimately will mean uh, for the interactions and relationships that you'll have with HERA members, hopefully down the track. Yes, yeah, so really good question. So we've talked about manufacturing. Manufacturing is mass making of, of, of one product. Now we mainly work um, with our fabricators they already add this, this other spectrum. So they don't make mass buildings per one design, but we always have this one design that we use. Now, the question is, how can we apply the industry four principles, which are geared towards manufacturing, for our fabricators? Because the onset is, okay, we, we are faster, we get a better insight. So there is a gain from applying industry four technologies. Another real question for us is, how do these gains look like for a fabricator that sits on the other um, end of the spectrum, where we already add making one, but we uh, a lot size of one, but we have a very manual uh, process in, or we employ a very manual process to make that one product. How can we uh, benefit from the concepts of Industry 4, which are geared towards manufacturing, and improve our fabricators performances so it's really as looking at you know what are the aspects of what someone does that are repeatable and replicable regardless of kind of what they're making even though they might work in a 
um, a very bespoke way, what are the what are the parts of their process that they can actually do the same one to the next and potentially look at automating without giving up um, that uh, that customized element in sort of trying to find the happy balance? Is that is that sort of what we're talking about? Yeah, it's it's um, I think it's a combination where say you have automation, but also industry four um, is based on the data and. We already generate a lot of data, but currently we have this data tied up in pieces of paper that are collected by the various departments in various places. Um, so I think automation is, is an aspect, uh, the use of data, how can we employ this data, make the data visual, and then use this data to um, have a conversation really on how we can improve the performance. Mm, nice. Well, all right. Well, do you, I mean, do you want to run us through, I guess, in a little bit more detail ab about um, this uh, this uh, assessor process that you've been through, um, and I guess, I guess, what it, what do we you know? What does it mean? Yeah. Well, um, that's one of these things um, that was really interesting to attend the training, which was based in Singapore, but um, due to the lockdown, I attended online. So it was a five five day course. Um, it's really interesting when we're suddenly in a virtual room with people from China, India, Japan, um, and to see and hear from their experiences. So Siri was developed in 2017 by the Singaporean Economic, Economic Development Board. And since then, it has been used worldwide on companies of various sizes and using various processes and working in, in various industries. So the whole principle of the assessment has been confirmed to work uh, in, in a range of settings. Mm -hmm. And basically how it works, it is based on the TIER principle, they call it. Um, TIER is an, an acronym. It says we take into account today's current state of a company, then we look at the impact on the bottom line. We look at the economic, I know, is the essential business objectives, and are we take a reference to the broader community? And based on these um, four aspects, we develop a plan on where a company could start with the transition journey. So it's really all based on ongoing improvement review the current state, identify where um, you want to head, and then devise a plan on how to get there. So there you go. Thanks for joining our conversation with Holger today. If you'd like to connect more with him, his details are in the show notes. If you or your business is interested in finding more about the Siri Assessment Program and how Holger can come and be a part of that, Get in touch with him via email or telephone. All those details are in the show notes. Food for thought till we see you next time. So hit subscribe and if you'd like what you've heard today, please like, review or share with any metalheads you know. Let's spread the word. Here is also committed to fostering innovation process and principles right across the board. So if it's getting in touch with us in regards to MetalMind, our industry-specific social media app, or other industry-focused uh, innovation clusters across the board, get in touch with either Holger or myself, and we would love to connect and uh, give you more information. All of our details are in the show notes.